Throughout its history, the Navy has successfully met all its challenges. America's naval service began during the American Revolution, when on October 13, 1775, the Continental Congress authorized a few small ships, creating the Continental Navy. Essex Hopkins was appointed Commander-in-Chief, and 22 officers were commissioned, including John Paul Jones. From those early days of naval service, certain bed rock principles or core values have carried on to today. They consist of three basic principles, honor, courage, commitment. I am honored to spend some quality time with two naval sailors. They are the hosts of the E-14 podcast and one of the nicest married couples you will ever meet on this episode of Micro Break. This is Microbreak, a podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish, where I share my thoughts, wisdom, and humor on a wide range of topics from yesterday to today. I'm your host, Michael J. Mayo. Get ready to take a microbreak from the madness with me. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Microbreak. I am, of course, your host, Michael J. Mayone, and this is episode 61, and it's a guest spotlight because I have two lovely people here from the E14 podcast, A Sailor's Voice. I want to welcome Heath and Jamie Britt. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having us. Privilege being here, man. Yes, thank you. We're so excited. We love your show, and we're just so honored to be on with you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just can't hide it. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you guys real quick. First of all, you guys were like my biggest fans in the beginning and still are. You're hugely supportive of this show, and I try to be of yours. I think we have a mutual respect for each other's craft, and yet we're so completely different, aren't we? We are, but uh, one of the things you said to me is that when I first reached out to you when we first started our podcast was you tweeted something to me that really meant a lot. He said, you guys are U.S. military, so you're, you're already winners in my book. I never forgot that. Oh, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. My grandfather served in the army. My dad served and died for our country in the army uh, in Vietnam. My grandfather, of course, was World War II. He was a tail gunner. And then he was a cook because they gave him an option. They said, <laughs> we can take you out of the plane and put you in the kitchen. He says, I'll take the kitchen. That was a smart move. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> and my dad was Sergeant First Class, Frederick J. Krupinski. That's where I get my Polish. That's amazing. You guys uh, serve or served in the Navy. So, Jamie, explain to me what you do now. You're a recruiter? Yes. Yeah, so I actually came in as an air traffic controller, and I did my five years as an air traffic controller in Corpus Christi, Texas, and got fully qualified and went into the reserves at that point. I finished up my master's at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University and started working for our um, chief of naval air training. So that the headquarters where we train all of our our pilots, uh, marine pilots, even Air Force and foreign pilots, the Blue Angels fell under us. So it was a really cool civilian uh, career. And then I 
transitioned uh, when we moved here to Louisiana to recruiting, and I just enjoyed it so much that I decided to go back active duty and finish up my time and be a career recruiter. Wow, wow. And I have had some interactions with recruiters back in the day. I did try to join the service, multiple branches to be exact, uh, but I had very bad vision problems that hindered me. And I think they dummied me down to, well, you can always try the Coast Guard. So I, I apologize to all the Coast Guard people out there. I don't there. know why I started laughing. <laughs> it's got, you know, it's kind of like calling somebody a, a security guard when they wanted to be a police officer. <laughs> and what about you, Heath? Tell us your quick background. Oh, I'm sure you, you get well, the same questions on every show that you're on, but I'm going to ask because this is my show. <laughs> yeah, so I've been in Navy uh, coming up on 26 years. I uh, joined out of Central Louisiana. I've been on five ships. I've been on three Naval Air Stations, and I'm currently stationed at a Naval Special Warfare Command here in Southwest Mississippi. Wow! So you take a lot of ships, don't you? Uh, take a lot of ships. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you all meet? Did you meet in the service? Are you a military couple, or is this just a coincidental? It's more, I guess, coincidental because when I met Jamie through mutual friends, see, I was on three air stations, like I said. So that's where air traffic controllers are. Mm -hmm. They work mm -hmm. on naval air stations. They're like the air traffic controllers for the Navy. I knew a lot of mutual friends. Like when her best friend, I knew her back in the day when we were both E5s together. Okay. We just met through mutual friends. I was a chief petty officer at the time. Jamie was a government uh, civil service employee at GS 11 working for the chief of naval air training. I didn't, she was a reservist when I met her. So she was part-time Navy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Full-time civilian employee. And that's how we met. She didn't do the whole full-time Navy thing until we moved to Louisiana. Interesting. Now the Navy, just for the layman and just for us folks that aren't in the military, may, maybe not even understand much about the military, the Navy is the branch that's on the water, as opposed to, say, the Air Force kind of handles the air. The Army's kind of the ground troops. But they tend to branch out into different areas, too. Yes, because when you think of Navy, you think sailors and you think of ships. Right. And as soon as it hits right. the water, it's like, guys, you can't get off. That's the Army's job. Stay on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, you're Actually, right. <laughs> that's why the Marines were created. Yeah. They're a department of the Navy, but they're our infantry. So we don't get off um, in the dangerous zones. We let the Marines off and they go do their Marine thing. But we're a very diverse branch. We have subs. We have ships in a huge aviation department. More planes than the Air Force. Yes. We're a bigger branch. So we do have more planes. And you all have the SEALs. We have yes. those bad. It's a whole different level, mm -hmm. I mean, of commitment. Yeah. Talking about in the intro of the core values, I could imagine that the SEALs have their own set of values that they need to adhere to. Is that true? They have their own creed that they do. Uh, creed, yeah, yeah. That they adhere to. And it's more driven to team member uh, than, than, the, than the traditional Navy is. But, I mean, from the core, we're all the same. You know, at the core, right. we're all the same. They, they, might, they might elaborate on certain aspects of their portion of the branch, but we're all on a courage commitment. Well, there's camaraderie throughout the different branches. Definitely. And there's also the commonality of the fact that you all are serving our country. And I think, first of all, I'm sure other people are saying it already, listening to this episode saying, did you thank them for serving our country? 
Of course. Well, of course, I thank you both thank you. for serving thank our you. country at any capacity. What was your job? Now, you mentioned it to me, Jamie, but I have a terrible attention span, hence the name Microbreak. <laughs> what was your what was your career choice in the military before recruiting? Air traffic control. Wow. I, I wanted to do ATC. That was kind of what I was shooting for. I love that idea. I didn't really care much about going into planes. I just wanted to make sure they landed safe. I like and it. It's a, it's a big puzzle in the sky, you know? It's it's a puzzle in the sky. I like that. There's a song like that. Isn't it? Oh, no, it's Castle, Castle in the Sky. Right. Never mind. <laughs> uh, uh, Heath, what about you? What What is your military uh, career choice? So I'll, and, uh, I'm an electronics technician, which they the air traffic controllers break it. I fix it. Right. And there's still electronics. I mean, you're going to replace circuit boards now, but right. I bet back in the day, you had to do tubes. tubes. Yes. Very good. And they're still like, yeah. even when I joined, there were still a few pieces of equipment that had no tube theory in there. We had to replace tubes. Yeah. It's so funny. That's so funny. The show E14. Now, I don't know what the hell an E14 is. And you mentioned, oh, when I was an E5, and what the hell is an E5? You got to tell our listeners, our civilians, is that a rank? It is. E5 in the Army, Air Force, wherever, that's going to be a sergeant. In the Navy, it's a, it's a second-class petty officer. But the E stands for enlisted. enlisted. And, and so he's talking about five pay grades. Now, E14 is no such, there's no such thing as an E14. Exactly. I was yeah. just going to get to that. As far as I know, if you're an E9 uh, in, in the uh, in the Navy, an E9 is like a master chief right. petty officer. And 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 even in some cases s- special in some ways. And then we drop the E, we move on to W. <laughs> and I, where did you come up with E14? What's that mean? Is one of you a one and one of you a four and put it together? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Whack with me. Jamie's a... Are you, an, are you a semen recruit, Jamie? <laughs> she that is, would be she's, bad. She's an E1 and I'm an E13. <laughs> exactly. Do I look as young as a semen recruit? <laughs> so I'm an E... <laughs> E13. I'm an E8 and Jamie's mm-hmm. an E6. And I... Yes, you do. Actually, I'm answering Jamie's question. Yes, you do oh, look good. that young. That's good. You Thank guys you. are Thank the you. best looking couple I think I've ever <laughs> seen. Let me tell you something. When you buy, you know, when you buy a photo frame and there's that fake yeah. picture in it that you're supposed to replace. If you guys were in it, I would leave you <laughs> in it. <laughs> but uh, like you said, E9, you're right. That's as high <laughs> as you can go. We're uh, that's master chief pay officer. I am an yeah. E8 senior chief pay officer. Jamie's E6. Mm, that's still it's pretty dang high. E6. Yeah, petty officer first yes. class. So by our powers combined. Yeah. By our powers combined. <laughs> 40 years of experience. Yeah. We make E14. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll use a real special effect there. Maybe we won't. <laughs> so <laughs> those who are listening right now to the show are saying to themselves, how does Michael know all these things? E1, E2, E3. I don't know what the hell any of that means. Well, that's what the web is for. And I will make sure that the links are in the show notes, as I always do on every single episode. There's no mysteries here, folks. No mysteries at all, especially in the Navy, right? There's absolutely no secrets that the government is keeping from none, us. None. None whatsoever. Zero. That's right, folks. <laughs> none. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. I was looking on, uh, and this is a little slightly off topic, it may or may not make the show. If it does, I'm going to leave that part in. <laughs> <laughs> A friend of mine has an unhealthy obsession with aircraft carriers. Mm -hmm. He worships them. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Just one more. One more. I, let me think. Let me think. My uh, Okay. My dog joined the Navy. Now he's a subwoofer. <laughs> and since I'm a sound engineer, I thought that that one was really <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, speaking, speaking of, speaking of, so you started E14 and I've listened to the show. And since we're talking now to my listeners of Micro Break, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about the show and what we might expect from it? So we started the show originally, we weren't real sure where we wanted to go. We started taking some nautical terms and putting those into civilians or everyday life terms. And then it became a platform where we realized that sailors needed a voice and they needed to be heard. And, you know, we call it the deck plates. Um, so basically, you know, the floor, walking the floor, what would you hear sailors speaking about? What concerns them? And so then we started taking it to those topics like mental health, leadership, um, preparing for your, your board you know, package to become a chief petty officer. And we, we started interviewing people that could help the sailors and also interviewing the sailors and saying, and figuring out what their voice is so that we could get it out and amplify it. Well, I mean, that's well put Jamie. And quite frankly, I haven't heard it's equal. I think that E14 sort of stands alone almost in, in its own genre. There might be some stuff out there. It's probably very political or it's bad mouthing the military and things like that. And that's just, uh, I, I, that isn't right. It's like, if you, look, if you don't like something, well, it's not as easy to quit. Right, right, right. <laughs> Folks, there's, a, there's this thing called court martial. Um, <laughs> Look, you're not going to make a career out of it. You're going to go two years or four years and you're going to get out and say, okay, that really wasn't for me or I made a mistake. Another thing, and this comes up quite often, is is when you join the military. And I think I might have heard this on your latest episode. You know what? I heard a lot on your latest episode. I'm still actually listening to it. I think I have about 14 minutes left, which for me is another week's worth of listening. <laughs> so... Folks, I'm going to I'm going to tell you this. We're going to come back after this short break because I've got a lot to say and I want to hear what E14 podcast has to reply. So when we come back, we're going to continue our interview with the lovely Jamie and Heath Britt and E14 podcast right after this. Are you a baseball fan? Well, you do not want to miss Braves Dugout Podcast. It's a podcast for all baseball fans. Do you want the truth? We take out the bias. We tell you the truth about players. We tell you the truth about teams. We also have former MLB players on the podcast, current MLB prospects, and media personalities that join the show for interviews as well. If you want the facts, check out Braves Dugout Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
And we're back. We're back with the second half of Micro Break, the podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish. And speaking of goldfish, I have two little goldfish with me right now that like to swim in the sea. And that is Heath and Jamie Britt from the E14 podcast. Welcome back. Thank Thanks, you. Michael. You know, most people call us squids. Yeah. I like the little fishy mm. better, I yeah, think. I'll be a little goldfish. Well, since you're on the show about goldfish, I figured it was appropriate. <laughs> goldfish live a long and healthy life. They do. Do you forget until to put that little... Flush down the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> flush down the toilet or until you put... You forget to put that little filter screen thing on the bottom of the filter. Oh, boy. Well, welcome back. You guys are such a pleasure. And folks... I'm sorry to say, but you're hearing micro break, and that's what you're supposed to hear. That's the podcast. 30 minutes or less. This is a guest spotlight. I've got E14 on the show. And quite frankly, we were talking probably longer than that, folks, without hitting the record button. Sorry. Maybe if I ever start a Patreon account, we can get folks to uh, listen to us banter and talk about alcohol and all kinds of shit that they don't need to know about, but they're willing to pay to hear. <laughs> so Mike can talk about how he had to take a pee and, and, and he ran off to go to the bathroom and fill up his, uh, his drink. And by the way, drink a choice tonight. I have Irish whiskey and black cherry soda with bada bada bing cherries in it. <laughs> what, what uh, Irish whiskey are you drinking? Michael? Oh, you're going to laugh when you hear it. Is it Jameson? I like Jameson. It is good. Jameson's good I like stuff. Jameson. I like this one better because it's half the price, and I like to call it Kirkland from Costco. Hey, hey I'm down. <laughs> Costco. The We're Kirkland, not above half the price. Let me tell you something. The Kirkland Irish Whiskey, until you've tried it, it's basically Jameson with about 10% water. That's it. It's as if you watered it down a little bit. That's all. <laughs> no. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, so, you know, it's another good thing about podcasts, and you guys have your own show, of course, is the fact that you could do whatever the hell you want for the most part. Exactly. Yes. That's true. Yeah. We, we, true. And, and you guys are you're pretty wholesome folks. I mean, are you churchgoers? Do you go to church? Do you believe in God? You don't have to answer. I'm yeah. Just, I'm uh, going to ask we're anyway. Christians. Yeah, we 100% okay. do. Yeah, Christians. Yeah, okay. and we're proud of it. So yeah. we do go to church. Um, and when we can, a lot of times we end up working the weekends, unfortunately. But yeah. we make time in our in our schedule to... To attend services. So you guys, of course, have the podcast. You have military careers. Heath, you almost are finished with your military career. Yes, sir. Did either of you all see any action while you were serving? I actually just came back from Djibouti, Africa. I was over there for a year and there's a lot of unrest and mm. it's a very strategic location for uh, our military. We're not the only ones over there. We've got army, we've got uh, air force and Marines over there as well. It's a very strategic location because of where it is in the world and mm. we can house you know aircraft or whatever we need to get to and from quickly uh so no did i did i see any action no but it was a whole year of waiting for something right. to happen uh, there's different terrorist groups we primarily hear about isis um on the news but there's other terrorist groups out there as well and so that you know it's always whenever we call it going downrange 
Um, so whenever you go down range or you put your boots on the ground, there's always a level of, of risk that goes along with it. Everybody is different and everybody thinks that they're doing the right thing. So mm-hmm. for our military to go up against other folks' military, I guess there's got to be some sort of weird kind of quasi-respect in there somewhere saying, hey, this guy's just doing his job. He's serving his country and I'm serving mine. Is that true or is that just ignorance on my part? A hundred percent, Michael. And I've always said this, and I think I mentioned this uh, when I was on the Beer and Front podcast with uh, both our mutual friend Dave. Oh, yes. Um, Dave from Beer in Front. Folks, another podcast. You will love it. And if you're a recovering alcoholic, I suggest maybe passing on this one. But if you're not, (laughs) I highly recommend my good friend Dave in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Beer in Front. But anyhow, back to what you were saying, Heath. I'm 100% right. That's all I heard. 100% right. No, you are. You're right. Yeah, I'll give it to you. You're right this time, Michael. (laughs) Anyway, like I said, like you think about Vietnam. None of us were really, I wasn't alive. And if and you were very young during Vietnam. I was a little bit of baby. A little bit of baby. But anyway, our soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen, and coasties got spit on in the streets of their own country. Oh, boy. Because a lot of people were pissed off because we went and got involved in Vietnam. But it's not that their fault. It's their, the government pushed them into it. Of course. They're just falling orders, just like our adversaries, wherever yeah. they may be. They're following orders. And, you right. know, with us, what, what's the worst thing that happens if I don't follow order? I get kicked out. They mm. get, they might get beheaded. Yeah. Somehow. I always say it's a, nothing like living in the good old USA. Folks, it, there's nothing like serving yeah. for the good old USA. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, well, thank you for kind of uh, shedding some light on that topic. I, I always wanted to ask that. On an individual level, I'm sure some folks would rather not ever have to go up against an adversary. Uh, but in, in other cases, I think that... Uh, some people just, they love doom and gloom. What can I say? They join for the wrong reasons to serve their country. But I want to, I want to kill people. I want to, I want to hurt people. I want to imprison people. I, that's completely wrong in my opinion, but I'm just I think nice for guy. us, our biggest thing is to keep the, keep the fight or keep the um, adversaries on their side. Of mm. the fence or the water, mm-hmm. if you will. Protect the so borders. if we, if yeah. that means that we've got to be out there and hold them off in their own land mm. versus being here in the United States and trying to f- defend our country on our own ground, that that would be much harder and much harder on our people. So we always try to keep it on their side. Right. That makes perfect you sense. Think, yeah. You got to think, Michael. Not counting you know, before September 11th. Pearl Harbor, oh, Revolutionary War was the first, was the last time that adversaries got on the U.S. soil, continental U.S. This is a long Not time ago, Heath. Yeah. Not count Pearl Harbor, you know, Pearl Harbor, that was before sure. Hawaii was part of the nation that was, you know, 2,000 miles away from the West Coast. Mm. But yeah, it's been a long time. And that, I think that's a testament to the military keeping that fight on, on foreign soil, not on domestic soil. I agree. Now, folks, while we're recording this, We are one day away from the anniversary of 9-11. Now, for the listeners in the United States, well, actually, let's face it, guys, everybody knows across the world what happened on 9-11 with the bombings and the planes crashing into the Twin Towers and our Pentagon. And it was just a terrible, terrible, terrible day. And we lost a lot of people pretty much instantaneous. And where were you when 9-11 hit? 
Do you remember what you were doing at that very moment? I remember exactly where I was. I was in college. I was in archery class and we were practicing our archery or learning how to shoot the bullseye or whatever it was. I forgot what exactly technique we were working on. And as we were packing up our stuff, our bows and everything, our instructor said, you know what I saw before we started class? A plane hit the World Trade Center. And we all said, well, that's weird. That's odd. And then I walked across the campus at Sam Houston State University in Huntsville, Texas, and they had a TV on in my next class, and we were able to see the second plane hit. Mm. We were very confused, young college students. I called my parents. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> um, you know, not I hadn't been away from home for very long. I was still right. a kid. And I just I remember being confused and scared and, and not really understanding what was going on in the world. And then, of course, the panic set in. Everybody started, oh, go get gas in your car or, you know, just random panic ensued. And nobody really knew what to do or what was going on. Right. What about you, Heath? Yeah, I was uh I'm a little older. I was in the Navy. I was an E5, second class petty officer in the Navy. I was on my way. We were. I was on the USS Abraham Lincoln out of Everett, Washington, which is a little north of Seattle. And we were in the yards, which means we did a deployment. The ship was in an availability to get repairs, normal upkeep. And we were in Bremerton, Washington. So I was taking a bus from Everett to Bremerton. And we got to the gate of Bremerton and the security guard came out and said, only military can get on the base right now. So they, they kept it. No civilians could get on base. It was nothing but even all the civilian employees stayed home that day. So we, I was, as I was walking, I was like, this has got to be a drill or something. This has got to be some kind of like exercise. And and I got to the ship and we had CNN and everything on the ship. And I saw the second plane get hit right when I walked in. I looked at the because I heard y'all hear what happened. They were in a drill. No, they were like, this is real. I was like, whoa. And I saw the second oh. plane hit the uh, hit the other tower. I just remember being so pissed off, Michael. Like, who are they to come on my land and and do this to innocent people that had nothing to do with anything? It was life-changing in so many ways. I mean, the way we travel, the Mm -hmm. way we take security for granted. You don't expect that. Life's too short, folks. Life is too short to drink cheap wine. That's (laughs) one of my, my little sayings. So where were you as a crow flies, Michael? How far were you from the World Trade Center? Uh, An hour, uh, 45 minutes. So you're right, right there. Right there. Right there. I, I I had a bird's eye view. We've lived through a lot of crap, haven't we, folks? We have. And I tell you what, though, on our silver lining, that September 12th, 2001, mm-hmm. for a while there was the proudest country you could ever be in. Yeah. It came together. You know how tight America was from, from September 12th on for whoever, how long it took. I don't know. Oh, I gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike COVID-19. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very, very different. Which has driven us all apart. Yeah. It's almost like good versus evil, you know, a war against getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. So tell folks where they could find your show. Yes, we are on all of these. I'm sorry. Time's up on the show, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, go ahead. We go are ahead. on all, Tell let me them. say this as fast as I possibly can in my slow Texas accent, but we are on all <laughs> of the podcast sites, Apple, Spotify, Z- uh, all of those, you know, podcast sites. Just Google us. E14 Wherever podcasts podcast, are played. Wherever they are. Uh, we are yes. at E14podcast on Twitter, Instagram, um, and Facebook. You can do e Dash one four 
podcast. We're pretty easy to find. So I think we're the only podcast that has E14 in it. So, yeah. And if you're not finding us, that means you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, the links, of course, folks, are going to be in the show notes below. So we'll have everything there for you. Well, folks, there you go. And of course, you know how to find them and follow them. Well, what about me? Well, you can find me on Twitter at micro underscore break. That's micro underscore break. Oh, my goodness. My mother wants on the show. My mother's calling us. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, sorry, momsy. <laughs> my God, I cannot get this thing finished. Okay. Oh, it's great. Oofa. All right, so let's do it again. Okay. <laughs> now I got to get my composure. <laughs> Too many bada-bada's bing cherries. <laughs> so, folks, oh, shit. <laughs> this is perfect for outtakes. This is awesome. Uh, that's why, yeah. This is why you have a Patreon. <laughs> that's, that's, this is why we have a Patreon. <laughs> Sorry, Mumsy. I didn't mean to... To hang up on your call. <laughs> now I just went from like three accents at one time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even drunk. I honestly got, I barely drank. It's just a cherry in there. <laughs> well, you know how to find E14 podcast, but to find me, you'll find me. Ah, that sucks too. Stop saying find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how to discover. No. <laughs> You know how to stalk me. Swab the deck, matey. Or you'll walk the plank, you will. Don't make me come over there and hit you in the head. All right. Oh, my God. I'd love to end it as a pirate. I would love that. Well, folks, you know how to find the E14 podcast, but you can find me on Twitter at micro underscore break and converse with me. Tell me your secret skill. Tell me your artistic quality. And maybe you'll be a guest on a future episode of Micro Break. You guys were such a blessing to have on the show. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Michael. We had a blast. Folks, don't forget, check out E14 Podcast and continue to listen to this podcast by subscribing or following. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.